Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Daniel chapter 2, verse 22. Daniel 2, 22. We've been looking at this passage, Daniel chapter 2, from verse 21 uh, to 22, for some time now. I believe today is maybe the fifth part or so of the topic we have been discussing, which is the nature of God. The nature of God. And today we are looking at verse 22. Just the first line there that says, He revealed the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. Today, we are looking at the Father. The Bible says He reveals, that's our God reveals deep and secret things. Deep and secret things. And that is very, very important. I want us to take this prayer point. It's a very simple prayer point. It says, Father, show me the secret of my life. Do we understand that prayer point? Our God is a God that reveals secret things, right? There are some secrets of your life that you don't know. There are some secrets of even your home, your marriage that you don't know. There are some secrets of your ministry that you don't know. I want to, let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. Let's stand up and let's take that prayer point. As if we mean it. And say, Father, show me the secrets of my life. Open your mouth and pray. It's a prayer that if God answers you today, the revelation he's going to give to you is one that will transform your life. It's one that will change your life. It's one that will lead you on a new direction in life. Show me the secret of my life. It's a God that revealed secrets. There are things you don't know that if you know will change the way you do things. There are things you don't know that if you know will change your perspective in life. Show me the secret of my life. Show me the secret of my home. Show me the secret of my ministry. Show me the secret of my life. Show me. It's a very important prayer, brethren. And I pray that God will answer someone today and give you a new direction. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Let's have our seats. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29 says, The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. In other words, the reason that God reveals some secrets unto us is that we may be obedient to his law. To his word. To the word that he has given unto us. Why does he reveal secrets? The first point there is that we may do the words of the Lord. Because at times when God does not reveal secrets, we think some things are hidden. Just look at the case of uh, David. David killed Uriah. He took Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, and she became his wife. But he planned it so well. That only very few people knew that secret. And so, I mean, as far as he was concerned, everything was going on fine. In fact, others would look at him and say, this man is a good king. 
He saw the wife of his soldier that was killed at war, and he's taking good care of her. Not knowing that he was the one that killed that soldier, that he might take over the, the wife. But what happened? The Bible says God was not pleased with what David did. I pray for someone here today. God will be pleased with you. I say God will be pleased with you. Because when God is not pleased with you, <laughs> things begin to turn against that individual. That was what happened to David. Brethren, the repercussion, he repented. God forgave him. But the repercussion of his action stayed with him not only in his lifetime, but even after, he, after his death. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7, we see where Nathan came to him and said, Oh, king, you are the one I'm talking about. You are the one that has gone beyond the counsel of God. You are the one that has taken that which belongs unto another man. God said, I made you king. I can give you anything you desire. But you've gone to take the only thing that a poor man has. And when you go to verse 13, I mean verse 12 rather, verse 12. Nathan said something to, to David. He said, for thou did it how? How? Secretly. He said, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David did it secretly. Now, if David had gone ahead and he had done it and nobody knew, David would think that he was above the law. But the Lord made him realize that he was not above the law. The fact that he had that authority and that power as a king, which was given to him by God, did not exclude him from obeying the law. And when you go to verse 13, David said, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord has put away thy sin. I pray for someone here today, the Lord will forgive your sin. Whatever be the sin, either be certain, whatever description it has, God will forgive you today in Jesus' name. We know the story of uh, uh, Brother Gehazi, right? Gehazi. We know his story. The Bible makes us understand that Gehazi went after Naaman secretly. And he thought it was just between him and Naaman, and Naaman did not live in Israel, so Naaman was gone, and that was the end of the story. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 20. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, My master has spared Naaman, this Syrian, in not receiving at his hand that which he brought, but as the Lord liveth. I mean, how many ways are we like Gehazi? Look at what he said. As the Lord liveth. Elijah stood before Ahab. And say, as the Lord liveth, before whom I stand. Is that not so? First Kings chapter 17, verse 1. There shall be no rain, there shall be no dew, until my word comes forth. Gehazi was going to commit sin. And what did he say? As the, as the Lord liveth. He was going to sin against God. Yet, look at the, the phrase he used. That's why, brethren, you must not be deceived. That's why he be not deceived. People have the right, uh, what is what? Theological language. They have the right spiritual language. It doesn't mean that they are children of God. Gehazi came and said, as the Lord liveth, <laughs> I will run after him. I will take something from him. Contrary to the, what his master wanted. But he didn't stop there. When you go to verses 25 to 27, 
The Bible says, Gehazi went and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, I'm looking at verse 25. He said, ah, where are you coming from, Gehazi? What did he say? That is the man that said, as the Lord liveth He said, thy servant went no whither. I didn't go anywhere. Is that not like many of us? With one mouth we say, as the Lord liveth. With another mouth we are willing and ready and prepared to do what? To lie. The white lie, the green lie, the blue lie, the yellow lie, the maroon lie. And all the different colors. They are not far from us. One, we face one side and we say, what? As the Lord liveth. We turn another side and we say, mm, I didn't do it. That was Gehazi. And look at what Elisha said to him. He said, when not my heart with thee, when the man turned back from his chariot to meet thee, see, he didn't say my eyes went with thee. He said my what? My heart. In other words, I see what the physical eyes cannot see. And in order for you to see that, you need what is called the eyes of the spirit. The eyes that the God who sees in secret and rewards openly gives. Gehazi thought that he was deceiving everyone. But his secret was revealed so that he would know that nobody can circumvent the law of God. Why does God reveal secrets? Number one, because he is a God of knowledge. Because of what? He's a God of knowledge. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3. The Bible says, Talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let not arrogance come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by him, actions are weighed. You know, when you look at the lives of politicians, they are a very interesting group of people. The things that they champion, that they say, ah, we must make sure that this does not happen. We must make sure that this is not in our land. When you go deeper, what happens? It's exactly the things that they are doing. It's not only politicians. Even many men of God. I was reading an article about a man of God, a popular man of God in, in, in U.S. That they said, I mean, he was a very, I don't want to mention his name, but I'm sure some of us know what I'm talking about. When they talk about evangelicals in U.S., he is among the top of the top. He is among those that dine with the president. He is among those that support the president. And then what happened? It, things that you, 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 you shouldn't hear among unbelievers. I, I don't, I, I'm just telling you what I read though. So I am neither the judge nor the prosecutor. But the man had to resign from his spiritual responsibilities. Because they said they have a business partner who was sleeping with his wife in his presence. Have you ever heard that before? Yes. And he was a man of God. Or maybe I should say he's a man of God. It's between him and God. What am I trying to tell us? Our God is a God of knowledge. The person who read says, let not arrogance come out of your mouth. Because God, he weighs all actions. When the Bible says, there is nothing hidden under the sun, it will come out to, tell somebody it will come out. 
It will come out. No matter how you hide it, embellish it, and cover it up. Except if God is not God. It will come out. The foundation will be... The Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, what happens? What can the righteous do? What can the righteous do? Our God is a revealer of secrets. So I said number one. He's a God of knowledge. That's why he reveals secrets. Number two. He reveals secrets so that we may not think that anything done in secret is hidden from him. Once in a while, men need to be made to realize that God is still God. Can you please tell somebody God is still God? He has not changed. The fact that he is not striking men down like in the terms of the Old Testament. Brethren, God is still God. God is still God. I think COVID-19 should have reminded many of us that God is still God. Is that not so? Yes. Because that thing is a silent killer. They don't even know how it comes upon them. But it's not our portion. Because our succor, our strength, our protection is the God of Israel. The true living God. Not the God that we mention because we want to commit sin. He reveals secret that we may not think that anything done in secret is hidden from him. Psalm 139, we know that passage very well. Psalm 139 from verse 4 to verse 11. Verse 4 to verse 11. I mean, verse 4 to verse 14 actually. The psalmist was saying, There is not a word on my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. In other words, before I even speak, who knows it? God. Let's go to the next verse. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid your hands upon me. He says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Then, verse 7 says, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Whither shall I flee from thy presence? Is it not foolishness for any man to think he can run away from the presence of God? But it didn't start today, and brethren, it's not ending today. Didn't Jonah do it? When Jonah went into that ship and said he was going away from Tarshish, he was going to Joppa, did he not think he was running away from the presence of God? And that man is a prophet. So when men do it today, there's nothing. That's why the Bible says there is nothing new. Where? Under the sun. And brethren, that's the truth. There's nothing new under the sun. You are a millionaire, you won't be the first millionaire. True or false? But at least you will be a millionaire in Jesus' name. You are a billionaire. You will not be what? The first billionaire. Now they are saying that there is a man that is now the first. What is it? They have a name for it. The man now is over 200 billion in, in wealth or whatever they call it. And they say he is the first. They have a name for it. But one thing I know is that no matter how rich he becomes, he is not as rich as Solomon. Is that not so? Because I'm talking about paper. In fact, it's because his stock went that high, tomorrow the thing can come down. And then he will fall below 200. What I'm trying to say is, there is nothing new underneath the song. But that shouldn't prevent you from prospering. Because you will prosper in Jesus' name. I said you will prosper in Jesus' name. 
whither shall I go from thy presence? If I ascend up to heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, what? Thou art there. God is everywhere. Verse 9. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, what happens? Verse 10. Even there, your hand will lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. Verse 11. If I say, darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be what? Shall be light about me. It is men that will not see in darkness. God sees in darkness. The Bible says God is surrounded. He lives. He is covered by what? Thick darkness. Not ordinary one. Thick. Say, darkness hide not from thee. But the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Verse 13. For thou hast possessed my reign. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. That's what we, all, we should always think about. This God, from the day you were conceived, he knows you. True or false? How then can you think you will outsmart him? How then can you think you go before him? Look at verse 14. He said, I will praise thee. Tell somebody I will praise God. He said, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In other words, I don't even understand myself. But marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Who is, the mar who, is, who is marvelous here? Anybody marvelous here? Marvelous are thy works. You are the crown of his work. You are a marvelous man. You are a marvelous woman. He has created you for a purpose. We must know, we must realize that nothing that is in secret is hidden from him. Why does God reveal secrets? Number three, that we may obey God. That we may do what? That we may obey God. That we may obey God. And brethren, obedience with God is absolute. Is what? It's absolute. Look at the case of Saul. We know the story of Saul very well. Saul obeyed God. But at the same time, he disobeyed God. Why? He was told to go and kill the Amalekites in 1 Samuel chapter 15. When you take it from verse 1, he was told to go and smite the Amalekites. And he went and he killed the Amalekites. But the instruction was very simple. Where is it? Where is it? Verse 3. Go and smite Amalek. 1 Samuel 15.3 Utterly destroy all that they have. Spare them not. Slay both man and woman Infant, suckling, ox, sheep, camel, ass. And that is the definition of what? Everything. But what did he do in verse 9? But Saul and the people speared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings. You will see covetousness. They didn't just spear some, I mean, say, okay, ah, this is good. Let's just spear all. They did what? They speared the best of the, the animals that God said they should destroy. And we know the end result. In verse 11, God was talking to Samuel. He said, I repent that I have set up Saul to be king. Ah, God will not repent that he wants to promote you in Jesus' name. I said, God's plan and purpose to lift you up will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. We know the rest of the story. Samuel came to Saul. Say, said, what did you do? Saul said, I have obeyed God. I say, what is this bleating that I'm hearing in my ears? I'm hearing the bleating of animals. 
When you look at verses 13 to 14, I told you, I gave you the instruction of God. At the end of the day, we know that passage will declare very well. To obey is better than what? Sacrifice. Brethren, let's learn to obey God. He delights in our obedience, not in our sacrifice. Number four, why does God reveal secrets? Because he is also a God of judgment. He's what? He's a God of judgment. When you go to Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10, from verse 26 to verse uh, 31, you see the Lord declaring there that if we know the truth and we willfully sin, there remained no more sacrifice for sin. Yes, Christ has died for us. But if we, I mean, neglect his death, his resurrection, his outstretched arms, there is no more sacrifice. I, go, I mean, we just, I, I want to go, uh, go down to uh, verse 30. Say, for we know him that has said, vengeance belongs to me. I will recompense, said the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Now look at verse 31. It is a fearful thing to do what? To fall into the hands of the living God. Brethren, God does not make mistakes. I hope we know that. Our God makes no mistake. Not a dot of mistake is found in his actions. And finally, why does God reveal secrets? Because he rewards those that love him. He does what? He rewards those that love him. Remember the Bible says, there is a God that says in secret and rewards how? Openly. God reveals secrets because he rewards those that love him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. We know that passage very well. I had not seen. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 11. No, I, 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 I had not seen, nor ear her, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God had prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God had revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searched all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. It's very important. He rewards those that love him. If God is your father, you will love Jesus. What did I just say? If God is your father, you will love Jesus. John chapter 8 verse 42. John 8 42. Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, you would love me. That's very important. For that's why the father people mention God, 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 God. Does not make them Christians. I hope we know that. Everybody mentions God. But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the father but by me. If you say you love God but you don't love Jesus, you have not started. If God were your father, you would love Jesus. That's number one. Number two, if you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. If you love Jesus, you will do what? You will keep his commandments. John chapter 14, verse 12 to verse 18. John 14, verse 12 to 18. There's a lot of things in that passage. But we can put that down. I, I, I can't go into details to what we have there, but I want us to have the passage. 
But in verse 15, Jesus Christ said simply, if you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. You cannot say you love Jesus and you don't keep his commandments. What is his commandment? It's very simple. Very simple. If you love Jesus, keep his commandment. What is that commandment? John chapter 13, verse 34. John chapter 13, verse 34. He said, a new commandment give I unto you. That you do what? That you do what? So if you don't love your brother, if you don't love your sister, you don't love God. And brethren, nobody that does not love will, make, will go to heaven. I hope we know that. In he heaven is a place of demonstration of love. There's no love in you, <laughs> you are not going to heaven. A new commandment I give unto you. Love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. Verse 35. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one to another. This is very important. Do you love your brethren? Do you love your brother? Do you love your sister? Do you love your husband? Do you love your wife? A new commandment I give unto you. That you do what? That you love one another. It's very important. There is a crown that is given for those that love his appearing. If they were to tell us all today and truthfully tell us that in the next 30 minutes Jesus is coming, what would be your response? Ask yourself that question. If in 30 minutes time Jesus is coming, what will you do? Unfortunately, most of us will not have that luxury of knowing when our time will come. When I say Jesus will come, it can come in the air, the rapture can take place, or what else could happen? You could die, I could die. The only assurance I can give you is that you won't die young in Jesus' name. I, I, I believe I told us this, was it last week? One of our pastors, or maybe it was on the prayer line I was talking about it. One of our pastors, Say, prayer warrior, this last week, on Friday, he went to church. He went for a vigil. He did his vigil. He finished the vigil. The church uh, CCTV saw him at 6.45 a.m. standing up from his chair. Apparently, he was alone in the church. Standing up from his chair to go and take coffee and drink. And he came back and he sat on that chair. That was the last that was seen of him alive. At 9 a.m., the wife called his cell phone. He didn't pick it up. And she thought, okay, because he had a video, he's still resting in the church. At 12, she called his phone. He didn't pick. She said, okay, let the children go and check daddy in church. The children got to church and they met daddy still sitting down on that chair, but he was gone. Christ can come at any time. The sky will open and the trumpet will sound and will go with him. For that pastor, he just finished his night vigil and he went to be with the Lord. He didn't, he didn't die because he was a sinner. Is it because he was a sinner? No, the man went to church to pray. It wasn't even church vigil. Personal prayer. I think it's a wonderful way to go. Finish praying, say, Lord, have mercy on me. Let that be the last prayer. Father, just have mercy on me. And 
and you just go. Heaven is assured. Brethren, as children of God, I hope there's nobody here that's afraid of death. The Bible says, I shall not die. Abi, I will live to declare the works of the Lord. But what if I die? The question is, where am I going? The question is, where are you going? And some interesting things have been happening in the last couple of weeks. Men of God that are doing exploits for God. What happened to them? They died. They are not 70. This pastor I'm talking to you, I believe he's in his 50s. Another one happened in Nigeria. The man is going to be 55 or something like that next month. He can come at any time. Do you love the brethren? There's no room for haters in heaven. You want to make heaven? Begin to love your brethren. 